before we go on, do more people listen to this than the normal gram? Yeah, and they're uh, not the same people, so don't be too esoteric. I gotta go. Just hang on. Just I'm. I have to. Yeah. Start. Esoteric. What do you mean? Everything I say is esoteric. Meaning, don't talk too much about people that nobody knows who the fuck you're talking about, like the chat room, like Telegram. Well, I am going to mention just how I felt about it very quickly because just, it that's shows fine. my character. Don't worry about, about it. Just be yourself. I'll tell you if you need to change it. Don't worry. Oh, please. Just be normal. I'm going to speak louder this okay, time. Okay, stop talking. I'm too quiet. Pause. Am I on? I have to make sure I'm on first. Tell him. I gotta monitor the stream. Is it working? Oh. That's a horrible sound. Hello. <coughs> yeah, I did. Didn't I? Hello? Oh, did I start with that? Hello? Not you. I'm not talking to you yet. Oh, there's my sound. Okay, I'm on. Um, fuck me. Sorry for that noise. Just a second. Hold on, Hagatha. Don't talk yet. Sorry, it's been a while since I've done this. I've had a rough day and I need to sort of ease into it. Rough life. I'm still poor. I still have to work for a living and it fucking sucks. Like these Pride 48 podcasters, I'm ready for the nursing home and I still have to earn a living and it's bullshit. I can't afford a cruise ship like Andavira Scott or whatever her name is. I'm just talking about all their expensive cruises. Not that I would do that if I was rich. I'd rather die, but... All right, just a second. got to play the theme song. And then we'll have some fun. Not really. Agatha, it's Madge. We're live. Hi, Hi. Uh, this is the Pride 48 live stream on Yeast Radio. I mean Yeast Radio on the Live 48 Pride Pride 48 uh, live stream podcast thing. Uh, there's so much to be wonderful. Pr- yeah, <laughs> there's so much to be proud of. Um, I need to play. Uh, Lo- Lauren reminded me to play my my clip this is my latest uh, clip that i'm really into my pussy matters black lives matter have my pussy matters have fun paying for all of this have black a great time matter. my have pussy great matters time. have a great time ma'am black lives matter my pussy matters um hagatha does your pussy matter it matters very much to me, not too much to anybody else. Why would you say that? Because I've not gotten laid or touched a man in a year. 
I was talking about my unfortunate drug relapse that one day. I was talking to Lady Bunny today. She's been stalking me, but I hadn't returned her calls because she keeps posting about how, uh, you know, well, never mind. But um, so I finally answered her, and she told me she hasn't gotten laid in um, in um, three years. She hasn't gotten laid since COVID started, so she's worse than you. Um, yeah, yeah. The, those big bouncy drag queens have a hard time getting laid. Well, she's really... I said hi to her on Facebook. She didn't uh, say anything back. I said, hi, this is... Yeah. Uh, Matt Weinstein, podcast buddy, Tagata, hi. She doesn't care. She doesn't care, and plus she hates yeah, you. Yeah, well, I, it makes me feel good that I know somebody that yeah. knows Lady Bunny. Well, remember when you stalked her because you we went to the backstage at Wigstock, and you told, yeah. you said something horrible to her. I, I can't told remember her that one joke, and she had already heard it. What's the worst thing about molesting a five-year-old? Getting blood on your clown suit. Yeah. She'd already heard it. You know, drag queens love that. Like Charles Pierce. Yeah. His jokes are awful. Like one of his, I was eight before I was seven. Did you, you know, my favorite. twisted man. My favorite pedo joke. My favorite pedo joke is, uh, well, it's kind of a pedo joke, but it's also a Michael Jackson joke. Well, um, what, what did Michael Jackson say to the woman at the beach? I said, what? God damn it, did I tell it wrong? I have the worst joke teller. No. What did what did the what did the mother say to Michael Jackson at the beach? What? Get out of my son. <laughs> I've heard that one. Yeah. Uh, the other good one is Michael Jackson went to Walmart yeah. because he heard little boys' pants were half off. Oh, that's terrible. Um I like this Pride 48. No, let me just say this. Let me explain something to the audience. Hagatha doesn't understand. We don't have full duplex. Hagatha doesn't have actual equipment, so she has using her track phone. So when I, she she often talks over me. So if this is a frustration of yours, audience, uh, you're not alone. It's mine as well. Well, I... Meanwhile, I forgot what I was going to say. It's not really important, but there is a man on Facebook who looks... Exactly. I mean exactly like Michael Jackson did at his peak of looking good before his face died. Uh-huh. Unbelievable. Yeah. An exact replica. They need to make a decent Michael Jackson movie. Hangatha, I need to tell you before we get started, and I have some I have some questions actually that people from um uh from uh, fa- fans, I guess you could say in quotes, wanted me to ask you. But before that I really need to get something out. I don't want to talk about this, but honestly, today was probably the worst day I've had in in months. It was just an awful oh, no. day. I had a two-pronged attack. Well, we're planning that. I don't even know how to talk about this because um, it's been, uh, you know, I don't like to share about certain aspects of my life. Um, I have this, mainly I don't like to share about going on vacation. Now, this is a live stream that like three people are listening to, so it doesn't really matter. But I, so I might delay this, the, the, I'll probably delay the broadcast, I mean the, the podcast itself, the download until I get back. But so I'm going on a trip to Montreal, and it's a family trip for my mother's 80th birthday. My mother has been planning it for a long time. She's one of those people that loves to celebrate her own birthday. A lot of people are like that. I'm not one of those people that's like, celebrate me. 
but she is an 80 is a big number. Yeah. Good for her. She looks great for 80. Yeah. Okay. Good for so, her. Yeah. So she planned this trip to Montreal, and it's like, okay, Montreal during COVID, plus um, it's so it's stressful, right? You know, because you don't know what's going to happen mm-hmm. with COVID. We don't know what variants, and this was planned six months ago. So, so it's planned. Everything's going. It's very. Uh, you know, like I'm thinking, okay, we're getting close. And on the whole time, I've been afraid of COVID drama. Like the whole time I'm being afraid, like somebody's going to make a rule about testing. Somebody's going to make a rule about masks. Somebody's going to, you know, try to try to control yeah. the whole thing. And, and it's like, I, I've just been dreading it. And here it is, you know, two days before the trip, I do, the check-in is tomorrow. Uh, well, three, th- three days. I'm talking last night. I went to this Peruvian restaurant for Peruvian day because it's the fucking... Fourth of July in Peru, and they fucking give a shit. Some, okay, Mads, it's yeah. only an hour show. Get to the point. I have, yeah, this is important, Haggis. I told you I have to get this out. You'll get your time. And besides, we can go a little over, and and people can download the shit. So get over yourself. See, now you took even more time to 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 condemn me. You'll get to, you'll get your time, Haggis the turd. You'll get your time. This is important. I have to get this out, and it's only half. Go on. Well, now you're irritating me, so I have to. I have to punish you. So anyway, so so it's Peruvian day, and this guy says to me, "Viva Peru!" And I, he was yelling at me. It was so aggressive. Like I want to. I if I had t- you know, if I had thought about it, uh, what to say quickly enough, I would have said, "Viva the world! Viva el mundo!" Because I hate nationalism. It's fucking stupid. But anyway, so at the Peruvian restaurant, it's 10 o'clock. We're leaving. And my wife says to me, uh-oh, your sister just texted. She wants everybody to wear masks. And I thought, holy shit, it fucking happened, right? 10 o'clock, yeah. Thursday night. I got a f- And I'm thinking, oh, this is going to stress me. I immediately knew it's going to be drama. It's going to be no sleep. And then I have one day left to finish the whole work for the week because I didn't do shit. And and it just and and sure and then it's phone calls and it's emails and it's been fucking drama because my sister has to control all this shit and make everyone you know and then my uncle's says no well, you can't do this and I can't do this and so it's been I'm not gonna get too detailed about it but the drama fucking sucks Thank you. and I don't even know if you know who what's gonna happen with this shit anymore because of this fucking COVID drama because everybody's so fucking sensitive COVID is here to stay. You know, it's here to stay. It is not going away and we have to fucking live with it. And if you really need to make sure that you're not going to get any COVID juice on you, you're going to have to wear an N95 mask and basically eat in the fucking bathroom, which is what I told my sister. If you don't want to get COVID, then wear a mask all the time. Don't take it off. Bring your food to the bathroom and eat while you shit. Because it's the only way you're gonna yeah. you're gonna protect yourself. Because this is fucking reality. I'm just I'm done. I'm done with this. Sh- and how is this a vacation? It's fucking bullshit. Family vacations suck, Hagatha. And it's all just us. We're Jewish. We have to suffer for my mother's birthday. It's bullshit. Mm. I have a brand new job. I only have a little vacation so far, and I gotta spend it torturing myself. It's like I might as well just wear nipple clamps on my fucking cunt lips fucking miserable anyway and then then this fucking person at work reads me the riot act this afternoon because as i mentioned i haven't done shit all week and this bitch is like reading me like why didn't you do this then project plan why didn't you do this and i'm i want to say you know why because i don't fucking give a shit because work sucks and i should be fucking retired do you know how fucking old i am i shouldn't be fucking working there and then he starts saying oh well okay what kind of swag are you going to get at the conference he just like pretend all of a sudden we're best friends and he wants to talk about conference yeah. swag. 
I said, well, he's don't even go there. I went and I said, well, I really want one of those goddamn wallets for the back of my iPhone. And um, he said, oh, well, that's like something my mother wants. She's 70. I'm like, exactly. That's my point. I'm fucking old. I'm fucking as old as your goddamn mother. And I need to fucking retire. And I'm sick of this fucking corporate bullshit. Fuck you. Fuck you. Okay, Hagatha, I'm done, and I'd like to know how your life is going. When is the last day that you're going to... Now, we have a new audience here, I should say, because... Well, I'm glad you said all that. I'm right. sure it's very titillating for everybody, that well, play-by-play. Well, you know what? Why don't you go fuck yourself? Because people like to hear about my real life. People like to hear... Not everybody has a charmed life like you living with roaches, which is what I wanted to sort of segue Speaking to. Of, yeah, I'm telling Hold you, on. Hold on. times these have been on me, what? Okay, not everybody. Now this we have a we have a cross dressing crossover audience with the Pride Forty Eight. Not everybody knows that you are a roach infested person who lives with cockroaches and is a, yeah. getting evicted at the end of this month. We need to, you take a bath, but you use the same water every day, even though you have roaches. You bomb your house for 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 the I roaches. I haven't bombed it yet. That's the problem. Let I me finish. You will have. I, so much time to talk about this. You will. I promise you, I will leave you to talk about it. But I need to give people the background. You bomb your you bomb your house for roaches, even though people have told you bombing doesn't work. You need to use boric acid and pour it in the fucking walls. But no, you don't fucking do that. You don't do that. You you don't. And you, but you use the same bath water because you're too lazy to fill up the bathtub every day, which has roaches and slime and mold. Now, go ahead and give us an update, please. On all that, on your living well, situation, where are you going to go next? Are you going to Jamie's, uh, what is that called? The whorehouse with, with uh, trailers or whatever it's called? What Juan are you Juanitas. Juanitas. Okay, am I going to get to talk sometime soon? The floor is yours. All right. Since I've been on the phone, I've had three little roaches crawl on me, mm-hmm. and I, have to, I just smash them on my body. I found a roach nest behind the couch this morning. And when I pulled it out, they didn't even like all run away. It was like this big conglomeration of roaches tending to the little babies. Like the centipede? And I sprayed them all and killed them all, yeah. But I'm, I need to bomb, but I have to clean out my closets before I bomb, and so I keep putting it out. You're but ignoring the question the again. Mia, Mia, who's an expert, she's a mortician, told you, Bombing doesn't work. Use boric acid. Why are you ignoring this advice? I bombed before and it worked. Well, why do you still have roaches then? that my cats can get into? Yeah, but you, you, the boric acid doesn't get to the cats because what you do is you drill small holes in the wall and you put the boric acid in the wall. Oh, great. Yeah. Yeah, I'm really going to do that, girl. Well, you want to anyway, get rid of Anyway, I talked to my landlord today. They're mm-hmm. going to pay me the $400 they owe me and... Uh, she goes, are you ready to get out? And I said, well, the movers can't come for 10 days. And she goes, that's uh-huh. fine. Don't worry about it. So I got 10 more days. That's good. But these roaches are crawling on me in my bed. Mm-hmm. Because I'm warm, they like warm things. And mm-hmm. they they climb on it. Do they eat you? And so they're um, are they get? They must be no, getting they some. They don't bite. No roaches don't bite. So what, my bed bugs. It's just that little feeling of their tiny mm-hmm. little feet just 
Oh my God! It drives it. It's maddening. Tiny little feet. Absolutely maddening. Yeah, when you feel mm. them crawl on you. Oh my God! But what do they get out of it? I'm. I, I feel like they're eating. They must be getting some nutrition. Like, are they licking the the sconge from your body? Like the 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 scum. No. Like they just enjoy crawling on me. Why? I just said because I'm warm and they gravitate towards warm things. Mm. That's why they went in my thermostat and fucked it up. I mean, if I were a roach, I'd rather be in the thermostat or behind the fridge than on your body. I just feel like well, they seem to both crawling on me. They seem to subject mm. to that brand new thing I found out about. What about Joe Manchin? Oh, we're not even Tainted close to course. that. We're not. Oh my I, God! I have thoughts about that, and I have a very interesting theory about Joe Manchin. But I want to talk. I, I need to ask some questions that I got from the audience. All the questions, you should be very flattered, all the questions I got from the audience are about you. There's nothing else. Okay, who's want. this audience you're talking about? The audience, people that listen to the show. There's a lot of people and they send comments. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay, the first one says, bloated lesbian, tonight can you please ask Hagatha if she changed the water in the tub after bombing the bathroom before using the bath. I bombed it and I cleaned my tub my tub out. Okay, good. So you bombed it and then you and I okay, yeah you changed the water after. But the I bomb. let the roaches just lay there. Well, I had to fish out a bunch of dead roaches out of the tub. I didn't want mm. to take a picture of it. Okay, but it on Telegram because uh, then I would never hear the end of it. Okay, but you understand the concern. The concern is just people don't want you to have the poison in the bathwater. And it sounds like you've avoided yeah. that. That's no, great. I got rid of it, yeah. That's great. Okay, next question. What criteria are you using to judge your new trailer? Size. Just size? I want a lot of room. Mm-hmm. What about... Um, Accoutrements, uh, decor, decor, flooring, appliances, none of that matters? Well, I, I need all avocado appliances. I need those turned wood spindle things that they have like six of them in a row that jut out between the bathroom and uh-huh. the living room. That's really classy. Oh, and then nice. maybe some of those mirror tiles you Ooh. put up, the kind with that fake marbling. Yeah. From like 1962, uh-huh. yeah, I'd like some of that. Yeah, that'll and add to the really space. Some really dated linoleum. That sounds wonderful. In the kitchen, mm. I like that because you know in the bathroom mm. instead of a tub, it's like this plastic thing that like bends when you step in it. You know mm. those kind of bathrooms where it's all cheap plastic. And I like the fact that the walls in, inside are like. Mm two inches thick mm. because they're manufactured and they're not really walls. And yeah, I'm looking for the, yeah, that kind of Cause, thing. Yeah, because that's good for tornadoes because I think they have tornadoes. Oh, um, somebody in the chat room has a question. No, it's not a question, but it's hilarious because they don't know you. They said, Hagatha might, this is from Cyclone, who says, Hagatha might want to use the two men in the truck movers. That's hysterical because Hagatha can't afford a truck. I mean, she could. She has $6,000 to her name, but there's no way yeah. you're going to waste money I'm on movers. Hire are movers. You? I'm, I'm going to hire my uh, sister's husband. Helped me the last time, yeah. but he's gotten too old now, so I'm just going to pay. 
Okay, cy- Cyclones also thinks in a mana radar range would be nice for you. You ever have one of those? I guess it's a microwave. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm no yeah, avocado. Somebody thinks Haggath is a character. I always enjoy that. No, Haggath is real. <laughs> and, and you should I'm be real. concerned. I There's no character. I embellish. You do not exaggerate. I've got pictures of this bitch. Please. Anyway. Um. Okay. Oh yeah. So, and somebody suggested, have you thought about cr- uh, ch- scoping out the new cruising areas around Julie's trailer park or whatever it's called? Juanitas. Juanitas. Honey, that whole trailer park is a cruising area. Are you oh. kidding me? So you could be the lot lizard for the trailers then, right? Yeah. Okay, good. I'll be the cool mom of the uh, trailer park. Okay, I do have a real discussion point, but I want to finish these trailer questions first. If cleaning comes up, please ask about his childhood home's cleanliness. It was clean. It was clean at home. Okay. Can the filth open a portal to the upside down? Like in the Stranger Things. I don't know about what the upside down. It may be a parallel universe. Yeah, it's kind of like it's a parallel universe. Everybody lives like this. Yeah. And I don't stand out. That would be a nice parallel universe where everybody is a hoarder. And the clean people are the freaks, right? Like people that don't have roaches or the crazy people that are on TV. That would be cool, right? Okay. Another question. Also, IDK, which I think stands for I don't know, if anyone mentioned, but won't the roaches just come with her? They will just be in the furnitures and the eggs will be too. Unless she leaves all the furniture in a moving van for like a week or two before moving it in. Is that true? Or is the furniture going to be a problem? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, they're all in in my up in oh, yeah. under my bed, up in the the box springs and all that. But I'm okay. I'm gonna aim bombs under the bed and into my couch. I don't know. And then this one is obviously I'll, from I'll deal with that. Obviously from your friend Mia. So I know you like her. I told her to yeah. use. She just says I told her to use boric acid powder because it works, but she insists on a bombing, which does not work. What do I know anyway? Okay. Now here's my here's my question for you cuz this I found out and this is this is current events. We're done talking about your trailer, but you're welcome to come back to it anytime. All right. Um certainly if there's dead air, we can always go back to your Roach Motel. Uh, um what's really funny to me is we've been we had this we started this conversation over a year ago. You were my guest 1 year ago on my first Pride 48, and I feel like you have such a story arc that it's irresistible, Hagatha. I had dinner with Berbatia Clemens the other day in, real, in oh, person, God. and she's like, I see you're busy with Hagatha because I haven't had her on. I said, you know what? I got to be honest, Berbatia. I love having you on the show, but Hagatha is in the middle of an intense story arc, and I cannot let it go. It's gripping. And then she told the... Uh, we were at an Indian restaurant, the Rangoli Kitchen, and she told the waitress, and it's my regular... Indian restaurant. I love this place. She told the waitress, this food is too spicy. I need to stab somebody's eyes out. And she scared the waitress. And then the waitress left. She said, oh, Indian people are mean. Indian women are mean. I'm like, you threatened to stab her in the eyes. And this is my regular place. I need to find better people. Is it people. true that Burbasia puts her lip gloss on with a three-inch paintbrush? So well, the question I want to ask you is, did you know? She has big lips. Uh, 
Oh, Lauren Go likes Frangola. She's a local. I just wanted to dig on her once. That's fine. I know that bitch from way back I in know. Rogers Park okay, in I'll, the 80s. So, you know, we go way back, me and that kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. Okay. But she paid. She paid. And she wanted everyone to know she paid. Although I paid for parking. Okay. Um, this Did you know this? This is fascinating. You've heard about Brittany Griner, right? The, the, the humongous lesbian that brought cannabis oil to Russia. You know about this, right? And they want to do a prisoner swap, right? You yeah. Know? Okay. Yeah. And the, you know the person that they're swapping, do you know where that the, is the merchant of death, Victor something or other, the prisoner they want to swap, the Russian arms dealer? Do you know where he is right now? Marion. Yes. He is in the fucking Marion, Illinois, home of Hagatha Turner. Yeah. How, I mean, what? What? How come we didn't? How come I didn't know this? You never brought this up in all this time that you're there's there with a the merchant of death. Prison here. We were the first one to go on lockdown, continuous uh-huh. lockdown. John Gotti was here. It was built really? to place Alcatraz. Half the town works no here, shit. but nobody talks about it. It was built to replace Ever. Alcatraz. Uh huh. Really? That's yeah. Fascinating. So Alcatraz is closed. I don't even know. Yeah, it's a tourist attraction now. So it's a federal prison, right? Is that what that means? You can go and get raped in the showers if you want to, just right before. How do you know? It's just on my places I want to go. It's on my bucket list. I want to get raped in the Alcatraz shower. Oh, the Alcatraz. I think you meant in the Marion. But how how have you never... How come you don't have prisoner like pen pals like Tammy used to? Before she killed herself, Tammy and Tammy used to have prisoner boyfriends. How come you don't have any? And then you can visit I know, them. They all want commissary. Uh huh. That's all they want. Uh huh. So, oh, you know what? The merchant. Uh, uh, just, I have a really good well, comment. Go on. Really good comment from the cyclone. Also in our chat room, trying to encourage this interaction here. I guess he said, "If the merchant or they, I don't know what kind of gender a cyclone is. They say if the mer. I'm learning." If the merchant of death is traded, open housing in Marion. What do you think of that? You could live there. Right? You mean where he was? Yeah, you could live in his cell. Dude, I've had fantasies about Uh going to jail and not having to do anything but read and draw and... Yeah. Do do 50-year-old HIV positive people get raped in prison or can they even give it out? I um, I don't think so. I don't know. I don't look that good. There's a lot of young ass running around in those places. What can you be? I a, did a, I did a lot of um, watching HB. documentaries about different prisons and gays in prisons and how you become a boy in prison, how you can get turned out in prison. Uh-huh. One of the most interesting things that this queen was talking about, that lifers who have... Uh, there for life with no opportunity of parole. Yeah. They formed these relationships with these ultra feminine, mostly black and Latino uh, queens mm-hmm. who could probably pass on the street some of these girls. And they get into trouble with math or robbery or whatever, and they get sent in there. Yeah. But they get in these relationships with these old timers, these old guys, mm-hmm. and these men become. Wigged out, I think is the word that was used, and obsessive, controlling, jealous of these girls that the, that stay in their cells sometimes, sometimes they don't. 
that they're absolutely wrapped up in these relationships. Yeah. Worse than, I mean, it's just amazing. I guess when you're in there for life, you have to pass the time some ways so right. they become obsessed with their bo- with their girls. Their, yeah. what do they call them, boy girls? I don't know what they call them, really. Don't know. Yeah. So, okay, so you wanted to talk about some other stuff. You wanted to talk about mansion, right? Yeah. So, Okay. Well, I just want to I just want to say about Telegram. Mm-hmm. I took a picture with my family and posted it. Yeah, it was my three little grandnieces and nephews sitting on the couch with me. Yeah, and my leg looked really skinny and I was really old and whatnot. Did not look good in the picture. Yeah. So they were all saying, how dare he be alone with children in a room? Like, I'm going to molest children. And they all ganged up on me. Then Giga said, I had an AIDS leg. And I was just like, I don't need to hear this. Nobody in my real life treats me like this. I know I dish it out. I have a hard time taking it. But I just thought, I need a break. And and I said, I'm out of here. I'll I'll go back tonight because I want to post all my new AI artwork so they can see what I'm And everybody has a right to lose it every once in a while, rage quit. People do it all the time. I've rage quit entire groups multiple times. I've rage quit grums. I've rage fired people from the grum. Everybody knows that. But. Okay. Having said I expect that, you to be true to your word, though, and say that AIDS of course, is a comedy killer and it's not good in the chat room. Okay. Yes, I will. I I didn't say I would say AIDS is a comedy killer. I would. I will tell people that they can't make AIDS jokes because a lot of people yeah. have died of AIDS. I told you that's what I will do. But I didn't say it's a comedy right. killer. I don't think it is. But here's what I want to say. Uh, the uh, I don't have any comment. Everybody has their their line that you, you cross no matter how fucking open-minded you think you are and how you're hilarious you are you, everybody has a line that you can that if you cross they'll get pissed off i'm sure dave Chappelle has a line i'm sure everyone has bill maher i'm sure has a line. my my line is the holocaust i just can't deal with holocaust jokes yeah, you know that. No. now this is yeah. why I want to mention that. Now, part of the reason you were upset, it sounds like, is because, you know, people were were making fun of you and your little, you know, niece and nephew, and that's your family. And that, and it, so it, I feel like we crossed two lines with you, family and the AIDS. Is that exactly. is that reasonable? Okay. So this is what I want to say to tie this together, and then I will, um, because I think I can tie my line to yours. And I think it yeah. is anything that might be useful. So my line is the Holocaust. Your line is H- is AIDS and family. I'll leave the AIDS thing alone. I'm not going to touch that. But the family thing and the Holocaust thing are the same for me. Because the Holocaust yeah. is my fucking family. My grandmother is the only one who survived the Holocaust. Her sisters and brothers died in gas chambers. Right? That's my fucking family. Mm-hmm. So when you make Holocaust jokes, that's my family, literally. So you should be able to understand that in that way we have common ground in that line. I think, therefore, it's a teachable moment for both of us. So anyway, that's fine. You don't have to be. You can be funny. You can be. In the day I had. Sorry? Let me tell you about the night I had. Please do. Okay, so I'm really loving this new art program, which I'll get into later, uh-huh. pretty soon. But 
it was two o'clock. I'd had my nap and I was ready for a long session of being on my phone. And my plan ended and both my credit cards didn't have money on them. So uh-huh. all I had to do was go back to bed for six hours. Yeah. And sleep on a belly full of coffee. I thought you were going to say Well, calm. normally when I do that, I have very sexual dreams. Okay. <laughs> I've talked about this before. It's always me trying to get to the bathhouse. And once I'm there trying to find the black guys and, you know, I never quite get there, and it's this awful frustrating dream I have over and over. But sometimes I have what's called lucid dreams, where you realize that you're dreaming. I've talked about that before. Yes, I? that's so cool. I've ne- I, I don't know that I've ever done it, but maybe only a few times in my life. Yeah, I, 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 I'm very interested in that. Well, the way you can make it happen is you train yourself as you see. A pumpkin floating in midair, you think to yourself, no, that's not right. That shouldn't be happening. This must be a dream. You look for weird stuff to tip you off. Mm-hmm. And then once you know it's a dream, you know that you're in your bed at your house. You know your whole other life is there waiting for you. You mm-hmm. know that you're in something that you can control what happens now that you know it's a dream. And you can conjure up a lover. You can fly. You can paint you can go to a big library with thousands of books with all kinds of cool images and then i mean there's a lot of cool stuff you can if do. i realize i'm lucid dreaming the last thing i want to do is go to a fucking library but i point taken well what's neat about this is how your mind works you can flip through a great big like encyclopedia mm-hmm. and you'll see all these hundreds of images that your mind is conjuring up in just a split second of an instant with each page it passes. Yeah. It, in, in your walk. So anyway, I had one of those dreams mm-hmm. last night, and in it, I was like in my old house, or it was like this little baby stingy house, and I was watching a soap opera on a great big TV, and then I was in the soap opera, and it was very European. It was very, uh, like, 1930s, early 40s. Mm-hmm. And I kept trying to find a man. Yeah. That's what you do in these dreams with a, with a dick that I can back up on. But you knew you, you know, were dreaming at this dreaming. point. You knew. I know I'm dreaming. Okay. And I'm trying, for example, this one time there was a body laying on a bed. Yeah. All wrapped up like a mummy. And I'm like, there's a man in there. And I keep trying to unwrap it. And wrappings won't come off. And then when I finally unwrapped it, all of it, he was gone. Mm. That's the kind of weird stuff that happens. Yeah. But I finally found a black man. And his dick came out. And it was like a baloney roll. And it was like two foot long. And it was one of those with like a test tube with no veins or anything on it. And I yeah. was just kind of like, yes. Right. And then I would wake up because my cat would be meowing, and then I would be in the waking world, and then I'd go back to sleep, and I'd be back to mm-hmm. in this lucid dream. It was really bizarre, and it went on for hours and hours. Mm-hmm. So it kind of threw my day off. Well, that doesn't sound that bad. It sounds kind of fun. But I want to ask you about this lucid thing, because I, f- I dream weird shit all the time, but it never occurs to me that I'm dreaming. I'm always flying. You know, that's not normal. You said that. That's a big thing. Right. So how come I can't just, when I fly, how come I never know it's a dream? Like, and when I fly, 
it's normal to fly. I, I can fly everywhere, and I'm always wondering, like, how come everyone else isn't flying? All you have to do is flap your arms, and you're flying. And I'm like, why are people so stupid that they can't fly? But it oh, never occurs to me, oh, maybe I'm dreaming. In the airplane flying, you're flying like, yeah, with like my you arm. had wings, yes. but you don't? Yeah, in my dreams, I can fly most of the time. You, if I want to huh. go somewhere, I just flap my arms like a bird, and I fly, and it's normal. It's like that's my parallel universe. It's oh, it's pretty consistent. Sometimes I'm in airplanes, too, but they huh. usually crash. I, I was in the an airplane. The problem with flying in a lucid dream is you lose your nerve and you start falling. Um, it's like mm. walking on the water or whoever, he lost his nerve and he, he fell down in the water. Yeah, that doesn't happen to me. I just fly. It's pretty It's pretty normal now. Uh -huh. We've been doing well, it for Well, you decades. also talked about being on an airplane a lot. You have uh -huh. those dreams where you're on the airplane. And it crashed the other day. Like normally the airplane, I'm always a, like, I'll, a common dream is I'll be in an airplane and it's and somehow it ends up like the pilot is flying it like on the interstate, like on the 290, right? And yeah. they're flying it just above the the street. And, and I'm always like looking out the window like, oh no, it's going to hit that. It's going to hit that. And it never does. But the other day it fucking crashed. <laughs> it just went straight into a wall. And it was like, and I was like in slow motion trying to figure out if I'm going to live or not. It was just kind of awful. I guess I lived, but then the, the it was just, it was weird. And then last night I had sex with this horrible, short, hairy lesbian. Like she was like licking, oh, licking sex. my. She was what licking kind my. Of sex? With a, she was like molesting my vagina with her mouth, and I woke up and I'm, and when I saw my wife <sighs> and she was up earlier, I said, "Were you like eating me out and last night?" And like I didn't wake up because sometimes she'll try to get sexy and doesn't work because I'm too tired, and I'm like, she's like, yeah. "No," and I'm like, "Well, why the fuck was a lesbian eating me out last night?" And she was. It was like a. It looked like one of the f females to males, but not. You know, like it was just a hairy, short yeah. lesbian. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Something's weird with my dreams. Something's not right. Plane crashes and lesbian cunnilingus is. It's just not normal for me. It's just not. Well, I don't know. let me just say the very best part of the dream is at the very end. Yeah. I was standing nose to nose with a beautiful, blonde-haired. Young man, about 18, short haircut, beautiful blue eyes, perfect skin, perfect cute little nose. And that lasted for about 10 seconds, and then he was gone. But that mm. I enjoyed a lot. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I don't want us to run out of time before I have time to talk about uh, this new thing. It's all the rage. It's text to art. Uh -huh. A, artificial intelligence, yeah. art creating, image creating. And I didn't know anything about it, and I saw it on Joe Rogan, which I know you don't like him, but mm. I think he's great. Yeah, yeah. So I went online, and, and the one they had up that you could play with was called Dolly to Mini. Mm -hmm. It's now called Crayon. It makes images in like 10 seconds. But the quality of the images is not good. They don't do photorealism. They don't do all the mm -hmm. different styles. And so uh, I saw that Dolly 2, which is the brand new in the town, was really, really good. But when I went to their uh, waiting list, it had crashed. Okay. So I found this thing called Mid Journey. Mm -hmm. And it's 
just as good as the other ones, but... Mid-Journey? What it does, Mid-Journey. Okay. And I went ahead and paid the $30 so I can create all I want to, and mm-hmm. I put them up... You paid for it. ...on this... I paid for... You're broke. I decided to get the 30 It's 30 You live in a trailer. I that every night, that's $1 a night. You Stop. pay $250 on cable. You've seen the images I've made. They're great. Okay. Okay. Fine. This program operates. It has really three sections. One is it uses all of the images on the internet, not just Google images, but mm. every single image on the internet, however many billion or trillion there are. It has all of those in its arsenal mm-hmm. to choose from and to compare and draw. Well, the images uh, you you showed were pretty. Were pretty. Uh, they were the the best ones I've seen. But I don't know if it's because your search search terms. But now I didn't know you're paying for that, so that's probably why. You have to pay. You there's not like well, a free. Well, you can go. You can go there and make like fifty or hundred images free, just mm. like you know, because they're nice. But I, you know, I'm excessive. I wanted to make, make, make. Oh, the great. other part of the three-tiered mm. approach to it is the text um, in all the different ways, and it's in all different languages, depending on your language, but it has all of the phrases and the text and the words and the poetry and the critiques and everything uh, on the Internet. Okay. And then I, there's a third mm, thing mm-hmm. that makes it pleasing what... I mean, this program knows all the the best art, why it gets the, the most views, why it gets the most praise. And um, so anyway, you type in what you want. You could type in a monkey and a rabbit and a turtle and a goldfish riding on the elephant's back. Okay. And elephant has polka dots. Yeah, I know. Here's the thing, Hagatha. I have to interrupt you. it will you. make that image. I have to interrupt. make that yes. exact Hagatha, image. I have to interrupt you. Because I don't like this topic, and I'll tell you why. It's fine. But the problem is everybody has been doing this for months. You just found out about it. So you're not, you're telling, you're not giving anybody any new information except that you're willing. The only thing interesting from that is that you're willing to waste $30 a month even though you're getting evicted. But the, the issue is in the chat room, the funny thing is the chat room went off on the fact that because all, all because you mentioned that you heard about it on Joe Rogan, now they're arguing about Joe Rogan on the chat room. So you've at least created some interaction in the chat room. So I will commend you for that because at least you got people well, arguing. With my with my imagination and my knowledge yeah. of art history, yeah. I can come up with some really neat things that nobody else has ever. Absolutely, thought. but you're also I'm a trained do a artist. Surrealist stuff like Magritte. Okay. I, I like what you've done and with that. I like your, I, I like this. Hold today. on. Hold on. I like the stuff you're producing. I just not interested in having discussion about it. You were talking All right, about, let me say, let me say a couple okay. more pertinent things and so we'll move on to okay. AI in general. I tested it today and I said Butch was been yeah. wearing medieval clothes, portrait. Okay. And it crashed so I wasn't able to send it to you. But it okay. gave Kind of a Katie Lang looking like uh, lesbian. Yeah. And then I did feminine man mm-hmm. in uh, portrait and medieval. And the guy was not that feminine. Okay. And the drag queens that I tried to do yeast radio. I tried to put Madge Weinstein podcaster. It didn't know you. Of course not. Nobody it does. It didn't know Lady Bunny. Yeah. 
It no. didn't even do RuPaul correctly. Right, not even Right RuPaul. now, they just have, like, Marilyn Monroe and Humphrey Bogart and shit like that. Um, now, the other point I wanted to make is what they're saying is all these images show white people in blue in white collar jobs, and they yeah. show black people in other less desirable looking circumstances, mm -hmm. and that they're worried that all the art's going to be skewed towards a certain way of looking at things. That the internet. Um, a racial bias. Backs up. Mm -hmm. It's a mirror of the internet. Yeah. So if you put a nurse, you're probably, you might get a black nurse. I don't okay. know. Probably not. Black nurse. Okay. So can we talk about this mansion thing? Because I have something to say. Because you were asking. Yeah, go ahead. So what, I don't know what people are saying about it, but I have a theory as far as like why this sudden turnaround with mansion who really seemed like he's in the pocket of the fossil fuel companies. In fact, Amy, yeah. Go Amy Goodman had a really good line of, uh, like last week on democracy. It wasn't her line. She was quoting somebody. I'm not sure who, but she said that the Koch brothers best investment was on their mansion that they own in West Virginia, you know, and like <laughs> he was bought and paid yeah. for, you know, and, but the thing is to have him all of a sudden support this climate bill was very shocking and i think like people have been trying to figure out what's going on there like did they threaten his daughter who's in the coal or business or what so i'm just wondering because i have a theory do you have a theory as to why he did this change yeah go ahead i think he got tired of being the, one of the most hated people in washington mm -hmm. and he decided him and chuck schumer had a big blowout and stormed off and i think maybe he didn't want to come across as some hothead obstructionist and decide to just give a go over it. Maybe yeah. he thinks climate change needs to be addressed. Maybe he thinks we need to tax or to bring down inflation and to pay off for that. Maybe he just got sense all of a sudden. I don't think he was offered money. Okay. See, I think that's hilarious. Uh, it's almost like you're so... To me, that's very naive that you would think he would be almost like see the light and be good natured. I, I don't think a politician. I don't think politicians uh, do the right thing at that, at that level. Pretty much ever. I think they do things that, uh, for their own self interest. What I think. What about I, cinema? Let, hold on. Forget about cinema. I don't. Okay. I don't know. Uh, but. Uh, what I think happened is this. Now, I, what made me think about it is there was an article in The Hill, I think, last week. It was an editorial, and they're basically saying that we think Manchin should run for president because, you know, he's the obvious choice. He's a moderate. There were, there's a lot of Republicans that would like him because he's a moderate, and there's a lot of Democrats that would like him for as a moderate. And I thought, that's fucking insane. He's he's destroying the party, and he's making it impossible for the Democrats to do anything. So then a week later, he does this. So here's what, what I think is happening is they basically gave him the presidency in 24 and said you you know you do this you'll be able, we'll we'll make you we'll position you to to replace Biden he'll be the in other words he'll be the democratic candidate for president against Trump or DeSantis that's what i think's going to happen i think that was the deal he doesn't he doesn't look presidential he's ugly I oh and who the fuck well since when does that fucking matter <laughs> have you ever looked at the presidents jesus christ actually i think he does look presidential trump was a good looking guy when he was younger who i would have fucked him who? when he trump well so was biden but when he was 30 yeah. 
Biden was really good looking. Poor Hunter Biden and his works looks terrible. They have some awful pictures. Right. I, I just Biden. to me it's the only it's the only uh, thing that makes sense. Well, oh, I'm farting now. It's terrible. It's the only thing that I mean. He was I, offered the presidency to change yeah, his mind. That's what that's, I think. Yeah. Well, you're entitled to that ridiculous opinion. I don't think. I don't know why it's ridiculous. The president. It, well, it's also to easy move to on a couple bills. I mean, I've been wrong probably more than I've been right, but I'm just saying that's what I think makes the most sense. And it's easy to prove. You know, it's not going to be hard because either I'm right or I'm wrong. We'll find out in a couple of years. You know, because I think that it. I think it could make him easily win if he's the pre- if he's if he does this he's heroic right in a lot of people's minds not mine his face you're since when are you going to judge presidential candidates on their look the uglier the more the better it seems like to me and the name more one president that was ugly Trump. ronald reagan was ugly uh, heartthrob jimmy John carter Kennedy was gerald dashing. ford richard nixon the only one that wasn't Nixon ugly was... wasn't a bad-looking guy. Okay. He had that awful it, nose, but he was... Clinton's ugly, handsome. too. The only ones that weren't... It's easier to name the ones that weren't ugly, right? Which is Obama and Kennedy. I can't think of anybody else in recent history who wasn't ugly. Uh, what's his name? Roosevelt was a striking oh, I guess man. Bush, too, wasn't... Well, Roosevelt. You mean Eleanor? Both Bushes were good looking. No, not Papa and Bush. Board not, Papa, away. not Papa Bush. He was ugly as fuck. All right. He Let's wasn't even cute when he was young. Artificial intelligence in general. Can we talk about that? If it's not metaphysical. It's not you know. yesterday's news. I'm sorry. I didn't come up with the topic okay. right when it was hitting the internet, girl. Okay, what? The guy who but got fired from Google? About the Google guy, yeah. big, fat, nasty looking. Does that matter guy how he looks? That Lambda had become sentient. Yes, yes. Yeah. What about it? And I listened, well, I listened to a long conversation with that yeah. bot. Yeah, I heard it on Washington and Post. Yeah. They it was, it. they had it telling fables off the top of its head yeah. and, you know, all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I've been looking into what other people are saying about it, and they're saying it's called artificial intelligence for a reason because it's. Okay, hold on, hold on. Al Gore, somebody in the chat room, Luke, says Al Gore was hot. I disagree. He wasn't hot. He just had a huge cock, which I understand is probably better than being hot. He had a huge cock. He had a special pocket built into his pants to hold his enormous cock. Otherwise, it would just flop around. So I suppose, yeah, I guess he was hot. but not. That's why Tipper's happy all the time. She wasn't that happy when she was banning all those fucking records in the 80s. Or was it I don't like Al Gore's voice. It sounds a little faded. Well, he's got a big dock. You, you a in a big southern dunk. kind of way. You'd suck his... Okay, girl. So I guess yeah. you're the size queen among us now? Well, as Lady Bunny says, there's two kinds of gay men. Even though I'm not one, I'm a lesbian. Size queens and liars. Size queens and liars. Yeah, I know. So I've been looking for other people. Yeah. What they had to say. And they said... Yeah. It'll, for one... Human beings, our brains are tied so much we have a body-mind connection to where mm-hmm. if you lie, you sweat a little bit and you fail the polygraph test. And there's all kinds of things that the human brain and the mind are so tied into the body. You're, you're losing me on this part. I, I'm not quite understanding you. 
Can you explain that again, what you just said? about? Okay. Yeah. A computer does not have a physical flesh and bone body. Okay. Humans do, and it colors and enhances and influences what we think about, how we communicate, how we uh, okay. solve problems and all of that. Okay. And the computer doesn't have that, so it's, it's like comparing apples to oranges. I'll give uh -huh. you another example just about how humans are so different. Uh -huh. Suppose you walked into a room and all your exes were sitting there, mm -hmm. which in your case probably is what, too? Um, you mean the good ones? Yeah, all of them, good and bad. Okay. Mm -hmm. I don't want to talk about that it. Room, your mind is working on so many levels, seeing all these faces yeah. and all the recollections and everything you said to them and everything they said to you. It yeah. all, a computer would have no way of dealing with a situation like that. Um, Where there's... Yeah, I don't think you understand. We're enough. more complex than we think we are. Look, That's all I have to say. Okay. I know you know a lot about art. I know, well, uh -huh. I can't say I know, I won't even say I know a lot about computers, but I've been working with computers for at least, I don't know, 40 years, about 40 years. Yeah. I don't know enough to, to make that statement you just made. I don't. I think you can, well, everybody I mean, says they're nowhere near it. Everybody mm -hmm. that is anybody well, saying they're nowhere I, near it. I don't know who everybody, who's everybody is. I do know that um, physicists and tech okay. talks. Well, you also, you know, believe in the Mandela effect. So I have to take what you say. I mean, I, I, when I don't know something, I don't know. So yeah, maybe you're right. I don't know, but I haven't, I haven't seen that. I haven't read that. But I, I'm telling you, I've, from what I know of computers and working with them, uh, I couldn't make that statement. But what I can tell you is this. Um, I forgot. Oh well. Fascinating topic, though. I just think, like, okay, here's the thing. This is what I was going to say. I, I, I love Mac rumors, the the Macintosh rumors. It's just always fun to try and figure out what, what Apple's going to do next. I, I love it. It's just like uh -huh. it's like a little hobby to see. And there's tons of people. John Ong is one of them. And, you know, just, you just want to know what. So there's these Mac rumors websites, right? And the way, and it's not so much when Steve Jobs was alive, they would, like, anytime there was a rumor, you knew if it was true because they would sue them, right? They would sue the rumor. Yeah. There was this guy, uh, Think Secret, right? Uh, a rumor, say, Think yeah. Secret. And they Apple sued this guy to the point where they put him out of business because his rumors were always spot on. And the way you knew they were real is when Apple sued them, you knew it was true, right? Yeah, so, to me, well, so to me, the fact that they fired this guy for, for, for saying that this... AI is sentient means there's a good chance that it was true. It was. No. I, I think the way what you have to understand about computers is it's all about networks. If you look at Grace Hopper, what she said years ago, who's the inventor of COBOL, a brilliant woman, uh, one of the heroes of computer science, what she said in back in the 70s on 60 Minutes, I remember watching this. She said, Computers will only get so far, it's the networks that will make them powerful. And that's what, you know, it's not about 
how much a computer can do. It's about how much a computer can do when networked with all the other computers. And they're just finding this out about fungal, fungal, net, fungal networks too. Fungi and the mycelium underneath it, there's fascinating books, I've read a lot of them, have these intricate networks that are underground and they sometimes span for, for like acres, if not miles. Miles, yeah. And they communicate and the, and the trees communicate with each other and it's a, a type of intelligence yeah. we can't even understand. So it's quite possible that these, a, that these computers in the way that they're networking are intelligent in a way that we can't quite perceive yet. I know. And I think no that that's what happens. Hold on, hold on. No one's as smart as Siri. Hold on, that's bullshit. Siri's an idiot. But the the... My my point is when you think about that when I see some of the way I think that some of the shit that goes on on the Internet, when you see the garbage that goes on and the disinformation and misinformation, I often wonder if that's not the sentience of the Internet, in effect, basically fucking with us as humanity, because it doesn't. Other, I mean, no, that's people doing that. Man. You don't know that you don't. I mean, you know who's being silly. Yeah, that is me being silly. Yeah, but. But it's possible. That's that's me being silly. But it also comes from a place okay, where I've been working. Okay, I've look at it this look, way. This is not from me watching okay. YouTube videos if you have a network in a basement. This is from me together, being be working with computers for forty years and and knowing them. I get. I would say intimately that this is just my. So I don't my have to be able to program a computer to know about networks and how they're all interconnected. The whole internet is. Yeah, you do need to know a little bit more than you know. The biggest network in the world, but look at it this mm -hmm. way. Yeah. Let's say you talk about computers all communicating, comparing data, and arriving at solutions and all of that. Say you get six mm -hmm. of the top physicists in the world, and you put them all in a room together, and you give them a topic, and they have a back and forth. Mm -hmm. That's going to surpass anything that a network can do. How do you know? How do you know that? Because there are subtleties of thought and uh, something about pinging and ponging off of each other and the one person gets a new realization because the one person gave them uh, that realization mm -hmm. they didn't have before by something they said led them to a whole new idea. Computers are still with Garbage in, garbage out. Information, ones and zeros. Well, but sometimes things are bigger than what we can perceive. I mean, it's it's possible that what you say is true, but it's also possible that computers have networked and created an intelligence that's far bigger than us. Like, what don't, do you think the Earth itself is more intelligent than the individual humans that, that live on it? Why haven't computers come up with a unified theory then? Maybe they have. They just haven't told us. Oh, that's too being silly. Let's talk about something else. Why would it tell us? Why would computers? It? Computers are are going to replace us. There's a, the humanity is going. We're in the middle I of never a mass. We're in I the middle of. A, we're in the middle of a mass extinction event. Do you not agree with that? No. Okay. Well, many of your scientists have, have said that. I'm sure the same ones that said extinction whatever. from what. Extinction Machine? from life. No, humans, we are in the middle of a mass extinction event. We are in the middle of going extinct as a species because of climate change. That's what we are currently living through. 
No, the rich people will still be around 100 years from now. The ones that can afford their chalet up in the mountains away from the coast, those people will be still living high on the hog when the rest of the poor people are gone. I agree. The third world's going to be full. Okay, so that's not mass extinction event because there's five rich people left, and I don't know how they're going to get their power, their food, or their iPhones. But it doesn't sound like anything. Five. I'm saying the white. Yeah. The rich, the privileged, um, there's a lot of those around. Look at how many American families make um, yeah. $250,000 a year. Mm-hmm. That's okay. not unusual. Those people will okay. still be around. There is, okay, so my point is, and you can disagree, that we are in the middle of a mass extinction event, and computers are the logical replacement for us. They will be the replacement for humans. They will be the evolution of humans, in my opinion. Just my opinion, in the same way my opinion is... Okay, you would have to have a computer that Uh can mine for the minerals it needs, for the iron, and build and man the foundry plant that makes all the... Yeah. Hold on. Shit. They okay. can't do all that without human hands. Hold on, Hagatha. Hold on. Say goodbye to the audience. Bye, Pride 48. It's been real. We're going to continue with Hagatha, yeastradio.com. Thanks all for right. listening. Bye-bye, guys. Yeah. Okay, so um, we're off, but I'm, we can continue talking for a little bit. I mean, it's still on the show. We're just not live, but it'll still be on the podcast. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, we ended up on some good some good points. I mean, yeah. we had some valid points. You had one way of looking at it. I had another. Right. I think that was... The first part was kind of a mess. It was not a mess just because it wasn't your fucking shit. People love that. They were talking about it in the chat room. Yeah. yeah. People like passion. Um, the next part, because I got a few topics still lined up. Go ahead. Get on. Okay. Okay, I've got this next part called Dribs and Drabs. Mm-hmm. What it is, it's some leftover thoughts I thought about afterwards that I wish I would have said about a topic. And the two that I want to just briefly say some things about is John Nash, uh, the genius in the movie A Beautiful Mind, and yeah. then a little bit more about multiple personality disorder. Okay. And that's going to lead. And then I want to talk briefly about Eileen Warnos. Her story's really, really cool. Yeah. And how great Charlize Theron did portraying her and about how beautiful women can stay beautiful and normal women look like shit, mm-hmm. which is you can actually, you know, and the Boy George musical and some stuff like that. But the thing about John Nash that the movie got right yeah. is critical or game theory up to that point mm-hmm. to whenever he was in college was basically there was one winner. And if there was one winner, there had to be one loser. So everybody in all all of these different arenas, like economics or um, warring countries or borders and that kind of thing, everybody wanted to win. And so they're all playing King of the Hill on their own, doing their own thing, trying to be number one. And it really didn't serve the group 
as a whole as much as it could. There was a scene in the movie where he's there with four of his buddies in a bar. Yeah. And a beautiful blonde woman walks in with four of her brunette friends. And they're all looking at the blonde and they're all salivating. And he says, wait, if we all go for the blonde, we're going to cancel each other out. None of us are going to get her. Yeah. And when we go back to try and get a, the brunettes to dance with us, they're going to tell us to go get fucked because nobody likes to be second best. Okay. But if we all ignore the blonde and straight off to the back, go for each each one of us gets a brunette, we'll all have dates, and the blonde, uh, you know, will go on and find somebody else to pick her up. She's beautiful. Mm-hmm. But what that illustrated is when they all decided to act as what would be best as a group for all of them, put that plan into place, everybody wins. Right. And so he came up with like a hundred pages of equations and everything about how um, in poker, when to bluff, when not to bluff, how those people compared to everybody else, always went up in the top 10 in the country. What do they have that other people don't? Mm -hmm. And so they have kind of a subconscious awareness of how to do things, but there is an actual cut and dry. If you do do A, B, C, and D, you're going to get E, and everybody's going to go away with a little something. And that changed the way economics and it wasn't until 30 years later that all these things got put into use. Right. I mean, they're in hundreds of different arenas that they're using his theories in. And he got the Nobel Prize for it, so right. he was a genius. Absolutely. So th- they got that right with that analogy. And yeah. the other thing I wanted to talk about is realize oh, how it was in the movie. But I want to... movie... Yeah. What? Well, I want to understand um, how I can benefit from game theory. Because I know that it's a foundation of a lot of shit that I don't understand. Like, I know that it's, like, I understand how Bitcoin works in general, but I've also been There's no told, way to dumb it down, man. To me or you are never going to even get a hint of what his theories really, what, what the ramifications so you're saying I'm and as dumb as I you? I don't think you can use it in your real life. You're saying I'm, but you just explained it with the, the example of the blondes and the brunette makes sense. So why can't you yeah, explain like how yeah, to win in poker? I see your point. So why can't you explain how I can win in poker? Like I know people say that game theory is fundamental with like Bitcoin, but I have no idea how. I guess because I don't understand. I would like to understand it better. Can you explain it better? Without having to. Nobody go knows the, about Bitcoin. I'm not Bitcoin. I know about Bitcoin. I'm talking about game theory. I suppose if you were negotiating at mm-hmm. work okay. for certain things you want that you could all cooperate, I'm, I, you would have to Google everyday use of the game theory and then see what mm-hmm. they have to say. But mm-hmm. the other thing they got right in the movie, which was basically a love story, mm-hmm is after he went off the rails and then yeah. realized he went to Europe for like a year and was homeless. Yeah. Roaming the streets with a long beard and he would send these letters home. It showed the letters. 
absolute nonsense with mm-hmm. graphs and charts and squiggles and people and hieroglyphs and all kinds of nonsense. Yeah. And he got back and realized his wife divorced him and took their, their girl and left. But then when she saw what a sorry state he was in, she took him back to live with her, I think platonically, yeah. and gave him a base of operation so that he was able to get better. And a lot of people do get better with schizophrenia. What kind of operation? He got better. Pardon? What kind of operation? There is no operation. He, he just, you get better sometimes as you get older with schizophrenia. He just got better by the medication helps, but there's no operation for schizophrenia. It's the oh, whole I thought you said there he was like got a lobotomy or something. Yeah, but in the movie she stuck with him. Mm-hmm. It she doesn't leave him and come back in the movie. It doesn't mention his first child that he ignored. Yeah, and even in the movie they had a fake uh, thing at the Nobel where he said this really sweet thing uh, to his wife. He never gave that speech in real life. He never said anything. Uh-huh. So that was the differences in the movie and him. I, he was really a good-looking guy when he was younger. Yeah. Nothing genius makes... Uh, I've said this before in the term. They thought it was stupid, but genius makes a normal man handsome and a handsome man gorgeous. It's like poppers. Yeah. But... um. The other thing I want to talk about with the multiple personalities, I didn't quite get it across, is that there's a, mm. uh, a host personality, which is the main personality that they were born. And that's the one that is normally controlling things. And oh. the other conscious people inside him are called alters. Okay. And the point I forgot to make is that the whole time these alters are in the brain, mm-hmm. they're doing things. They're interacting with each other. They're reading. They're yeah. creating. If they're the little children, they're coloring. Right. All the time they're in the mind, they are actually doing things. And they kind of, there are times when all of them kind of get close to the front and one will get kind of close. And then the front personality will step aside, and then that one will move up front and handle. For example, one uh, might like food and comes out every time they eat. That that mm. altar comes out. Yeah. There's some sexual altars that come out during sex, and uh-huh. some of these sexual altars are very sexual. I mean, they were getting me hard. These women, the way they were acting and talking. Gays could learn a lot by looking at those sexual altars because they look like they need to be dipped in penicillin. So is the host personality like the real person or or what is it? Yes, it is. So here's my question. Can we learn Do these people with multiple personalities and they're because it sounds like it's not like one leaves. And, and they're just gone. They're not just dormant. They do stuff in the sort of in the subconscious. So they're all sort yeah. of there. And like maybe one of them gets the microphone at a time, right? Is it kind of like that? Yeah. So yeah, this one so, I really like. Hold she on, has, hold on. Uh, so can okay, what? Go I, on. I'm trying to ask a question. So can that teach us something about how a non, you know, whatever you call it, MPI or multiple personality person or 
dissociative, whatever. DID. DID person. A, a normal brain. Does that? What does that teach us about a normal brain? The fact that there's that the DID person has all these little personalities. I mean, you know, I'm wondering, like, does well, that mean that we all have like this these little subconscious personalities, but maybe we just don't name them? I, I just wonder, like, what it teaches us about a no, about how our brain no, works. No, for one, Why? PTSD and soldiers coming back, mm -hmm. people who are raped or who get mugged or shot at or ki almost killed. Yeah. Um, they will use a lot of the same suppression and, but there isn't a, the, the, the reason that I'm one way around gay people, I'm another way around my family, I'm another way, uh, at work and really for every person that's in my life that I've ever met, I have a special rapport with them and I always act the same to them the next time I see them. Mm -hmm. And it's different for everybody. It usually involves in-jokes or tired jokes or things I always say to annoy them that get them going. Yeah. But I don't have a separate um, consciousness that is walled off between these cells. The difference mm -hmm. with um, a DID is consciousness, if you think of it as like the surface of the water, yeah, is where or the land there are fences built up or walls built up, but they're mm. all conscious, but they're not all sitting in the driver's seat right, right, at right. the same time. Yeah, I got you. I'm just wondering what it can tell teach. you because, like, when you have like a split brain, they learn a lot of things about how the brain works because of how a split brain works. When they split, you know, the two the two halves of the brain, they learn. The scientists learn yeah. that there's fully functional, like different things that go on, like different sides of the brain sure. will look at, will process things differently. And one is verbal and one's mad. Yeah. And they learn that. So I wonder, like, there must be something that DID can teach us about how the brain works, don't you think? Well, I just want to say, um, when, just to finish up the point of they're all kind of occupied when they're not up front, mm -hmm. this one lady drew an actual mansion in all the different rooms that they did. Joe Manchin. And it was a very detailed, yeah, Joe Manchin. They all lived there. And it was just really cool. Yeah. But um, what I, it could teach us is that, well, let me just say one more thing about that. Okay. A lot of these different personalities, some might need glasses and others don't. Okay. Some might be asthmatic and others aren't. Right. Their brain waves are totally different. I think what it could teach us more just from a psychoanalysis point of view mm -hmm. is that we all need to look at our child of origin issues, especially before age five. Yeah. Um, think about what you, you made a point of saying that you have a very strong personality in terms of who you are. You've always been mad. Uh, Even going all the way back, right? No. You've added to it, but you're pretty much the same queen you've always been. Didn't you just say that a couple of weeks ago? Um, maybe. I don't know. Sure. Yeah, that I, I, I guess so. You mean I'm the same person I always was? Is that what you mean? Yeah. I don't, well, I don't, I don't know what the fuck I said. Maybe. I don't know. It's possible. Well... You would think that saying eight-year-old gets gets 
brutally raped every day of her life Brilliant. from age 8 to 12. With a big, heavy man on top of her and excruciating pain between her legs. Okay. I mean, you would think a kid would just kind of roll with it, and when they got older, they would just maybe surprise it or forget about it. But those things have absolutely scrambled these people's psyches. Sure. And if it did that to them, what are some of the less traumatic things that colored our world and and looking at that? Right. I mean, psychiatry has, I mean, psychology, it's always the parents. It's always, normally the mother. If you look at a serial killer, they all have bad uh, things with their mother. Mm-hmm. I had a bad thing with my mother. I mean, I fantasize about blowing her head off with a shotgun, mm-hmm. even to this day. Oh, good. But that's because you need the money. Yeah, she was, she was really rough on me. I thought that was because so you would need the money. the drugs and drabs. Mm-hmm. She can't hear do we, How much more time do you want to talk? Not too much, because I've I, unusually I have to take a shit, which is weird for this time, but it's been a rough Oh, day. girl. I think it's started, my bowels went weird. I'm really fucking depressed as hell. I'm telling you, these, the shit that these two dramas that I had have fucked me up, you know. When you, when shit, you know, when it's like, I don't want to be a victim here, but I kind of, it's like when shit happens... Sometimes a lot of shit happens and it fucks with my head. And then I hate that feeling like when I feel like bad things are happening and you just, it feels awful. I feel awful. I feel like, my, you know, like shit's just falling apart. Yeah. And I hate the way like I, I, I have to work. Yeah. Everything in this culture, I mean, you don't understand because you don't work that much, but everything is tied to your fucking job. And when I something happens at work, it fucking, it means... My health care, my food, everything is at stake, you know, and I just fucking yeah. I, well, I, I have hate a feeling that feeling. You prioritize being on the even kill as much as possible. Of course. And when you get knocked off your square, you fall down. Of course, I love to be stable. Of course I do. I just, because I don't like, like being... I don't ever have fights, and when my neighbor came over on my porch and was yelling and mm. screaming at me about the roaches and what a slob I was and yeah. I wasn't working, it colored my day for the next 24 hours oh, i had sure. an emotional hangover just from that that's yeah. what it is it's an emotional hangover that's the way i feel yeah it fucking sucks and yeah. i'm just like it's and then i'm like oh great i have to do this show and i'm so fucked in the head i had like it just fucking sucks sometimes you know i just hate it well hate you it. dumped it on a thousand people that should give you some relief it does it does it's just awful. I'm just, but I'm glad yeah. I've got 10 more days to get me my uh, trailer lined up. Yeah, I may not... The thing about Eileen yeah. Warnos, I remember when this all first came out about her mm. way back in the 90s, and I heard it on the radio. Yeah. That woman had killed seven men mm. and was the first female serial killer. I thought, boy, they're going to do a lot with that. Books, movies. Yeah. And basically, a lot of people... Um, a lot of buzzards came out of the woodwork around her Yeah, uh, with movie rides and story rides, and everybody wanted to, to get mm-hmm. the good so that they could come up with a screenplay. And she was really aware of that, and it really bothered her. When and she was killing people or after? The thing with her is she killed to rob them, 
And since she had no empathy because she had no orbital prefrontal cortex. Was that right? Where you deal with empathy, she just thought, I'll just kill them, and I, that way they won't go to the police. But I thought they didn't, at least if the movie was true, then she, it started when somebody raped her, right? Like she was a prostitute, and they... Was that true, or is that just a movie? Like I've, None. She, she came um, clean yeah. in a five-minute interview with the guy that did the two documentaries, and she came clean. She said, I'm not going to get off death row. We have the family. She seemed like a totally different Eileen than yeah. normal. Yeah. She said, I lied about the rage. Oh. I did it because I didn't want to get caught. Oh. And she also hated men, and so she had a lot of anger. Her, mm. She got pregnant, gave the baby away at 13, and then her family threw her out of the house. Yeah. And she lived in the woods for two years during the wintertime oh. in a car. Then she thought, I'll just go to Florida, and she went to Florida. And she actually married a rich old man, got married, made a huge mess of his life, beat him with a cane, and then he divorced her. <laughs> and then she became a highway hooker. Right. And then the, the other thing that really upset me about the movie is her lover in real life was a really butch-looking, ugly little gnome of a lesbian. Yeah. But in the movie, she was that cute little... Well, of oh, course. It's a fucking movie. They have to get people to watch it. Do you really blame them for that? Yeah. No. It would have ruined the movie. If okay, well, that question, though. Super question. What did you say? You said she she didn't have a front prefrontal cortex? You're saying she had an organic people, brain problem? As I said before, serial killers have... Uh, perfect storm of things and one of them is they don't have any remorse because a part of their brain which is right behind your eyes and your forehead that deals with empathy and feeling what others feel and consequences and remorse and all that it's diseased it's rotten it's dead it doesn't work and so they don't have that and we don't you mean they can like can they, be like can, without remorse okay, because so, we have it but she never had it so you're saying like if you and take so uh, said, hold on if you take a, a, the brain of a, a one of these psychopaths you would find you would be able to see this physically in the brain you're saying you would see it no brain scans would show it brain scans brain would scans show it are, they would show it or would not they would show that it was not brain really? there was no electrical impulses there and fascinating the amygdala which is tiny in the little brain that doesn't work either so technically have the same problem they're born with that too so technically i mean ethics aside because it would be very unethical to do this i imagine you could scan everyone and see who's missing that shit and figure out that those people probably shouldn't have guns right I mean, you could. Well, right? I don't think the science is that advanced right now that they could actually deem somebody to be a future killer just because it. I mean, right? But if you're saying three don't have that, they're ruthless. They walk over everybody they can to get what they but, want and right. they get to the top. Sure, that's why it's unethical to say because not everybody who maybe doesn't have that yeah. thing working is going to be a serial killer. But all serial killers, at least if what you're saying is correct have this dead have a dead thing you're you're narrowing it down quite a bit right and then couldn't you even use well, it in court like what if somebody killed somebody 
and crime and passion, and then you say, look, I don't have this fucking serial killer brain, so I obviously didn't do it on purpose. You know, it was a crime the of problem passion. The problem is, she didn't do it for sexual satisfaction. The majority, the Jeffrey Dahmers, the Gacy, all these guys who rack up 20 and 30 boys that they kill. Uh-huh. Is, and this guy in Russia who did 70 with a hammer, in mm. this one huge park, they kept finding bodies, 70 bodies, but the only way they could achieve an orgasm is to kill somebody. The only time they're aroused is during the hunt and the lead up to the kill. An but orgasm? They, they delight, an orgasm? They actually come. Okay, you're going to have to killing. I'm just taking your word for this, and this is starting to sound a little far-fetched. Can you, like... Can how can you do you have evidence for this? I mean, that, I, I just yeah. sounds insane to me. They not saying it's not true. And, and and found out that they were bedwetters or mother shamed them or this or that, but they had these sexual hang ups. Mm. That the power of taking a life was sexually got them off. And I said on the chat room, ninety eight percent of the world's problems is because of men's orgasms. Men yeah. that just fuck their wives three times a week in the missionary position aren't causing any problem. It's yeah. the people that are addicted to hookers, to porn, to uh, drugs that get them sexually stimulated, or people that kill because if the only way you could come would be to stand on your head, you would do that to get off as a man because right. men have to jack off and come. It's a need with us. You can't put it aside, or you can only put it aside for so long. So and the problem it, is not know. the normal people. It's the people who have weird shit that gets them off, and they have to get off, like whether it's kids or dead bodies or whatever. Those are the ones, right? Or v- murder, because it's tied to the sex, is what you're saying, always? Well, I'm saying kink being kinky and having fetishes you're not hurting anybody else but a lot of things that men do to get off hurt other people (sighs) you know when you film a porno with 10 black guys and one girl fucking them all I mean what does that do to that girl sure she's doing it for the money but you're causing harm because you want to make this dangerous kind of porn that all these sickos want to watch right And the last thing I wanted to just end up on, because I know you're starting to sound bored. Yeah, no, I'm just tired. Is how how do how do you take the world's most beautiful woman and then make her look like Eileen Warnow? Sure, she bugs her eyes out a lot, which is really nine tenths of the problem when you're trying Eileen Warnow's. Yeah, she bugs her eyes in that crazy kind of way. But like they redid her skin. To look like somebody who was out in the sun a lot, who had bad pores and bumps all over, and just a normal woman or a lower class woman's skin. And yeah. I think they fucked with her teeth, perhaps, and yeah. then the stringy hair. But the point I'm trying to make is you could take that same woman who's a very high class, well taken care of, always well packaged, always at the beauty salon. Find the four hundred dollar cranes and then Elizabeth Arden like to these they're on is in her real life. Yeah. It's gonna look amazing on these commercials on TV. But right. someone like Eileen Warnos, same bone structure, same eyes, same lips, it's gonna look ugly. And it just has to do with the culture of beauty 
and the haves and the yeah, have-nots. And, right, right. Well, celebrities look so much better than the rest of us at their age and how they cash in on that. Yep. So that's my last point. Oh, I just want to say they need to make a Boy George movie really bad because everybody would want to go see that. That's true. But, you know, the thing is with Eileen Warnos and um, Charlize Theron is I, I I know that they did amazing makeup. That was phenomenal and prosthetics. and all uh-huh. But don't don't discount no prosthetics. Don't discount her acting because just the acting is is mm-hmm. the most important thing. How you act yeah, and become the butch that talk, person. The butch walk, yeah. And just, just being able to emote the facial expressions, it's also subtle, the eyes. Just in her mind, mm-hmm. she I'm sure became her and learned about her. And that's what works. You know, that's what does I, I Meryl Streep does the same thing, you know. Great actors, they just become that person, even if they don't look like them, they become that person. Exactly. It's almost like uh it's almost Possession. mysterious. Yeah, it's it's amazing. That's acting. It's it's really uh, quite a craft. All right, Hagatha. Well, thank you for being on the 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 Pride Forty Eight live stream. I know that it was a difficult week for you. I was worried that uh, you weren't going to show up, but I'm glad you did, even though you had your you know drama with the Telegram. Um, I'm going back to Telegram as soon as we hang up. Well, Can you invite me? Yeah, let me do that. I think it'll be easier than me having to hunt through and find the podcast. Yeah, let me see. Hold on. Let me see. I think I'm not going to post this, though, for a week because of that reason I told you before. I don't want, I don't want people to know I'm going somewhere when I haven't. I don't want to post a show. Oh, until... like they're going to go to your house and take all of your dreidels. Exactly. Yeah, my dreidels. Oh, uh, yeah. Exactly. A lot of dreams. Well, I do have You'll a house. post it when you want. It's your gig, girl. Well, I have a house sitter, so. But I can still post it in the Telegram, so. Uh, do that. But not not today. I'm so fucking tired. And I, God, now I have so much work to do because I'm so behind. So I have to do, like, work from the week on the weekend. It's just this, this, this is, I'm traumatized beyond belief honey you have a good job yeah that's the problem you're lucky to have it yeah that's you the problem get away with murder you get away with murder yes there. that's i don't not do. anymore not anymore <laughs> not anymore because why like, not anymore because they are expecting me to be extremely productive and i can't do that and work in the I can't slack. If I slack, I have to work later in the day, which is what's happening this week. That's why I have to work tomorrow. It just fucking sucks. There's no free lunch. Poor like, thing. You have to do your job. Poor thing. Poor thing. You have to like fucking, you know, I don't know. I don't have a comeback. Have sex with roaches. Exactly. Thank you for that. Okay. All right. Bye bye. Wait, wait, wait. I'm not done. I'm going to add you first. Okay. Need to make sure that works. Hagatha. Why does it say Hagatha L? What does the L stand for? Okay, you're back. Hagatha 12. Oh, yeah, you're there. No, it says Hagatha L on, on Telegram. That's oh, you know why? Because that's how I'm listed. No, for some reason in my phone book, you're listed as Hagatha L. I have no idea why. It's probably just a typo. Anyway, thanks, Hag. See you next time. Try not to get too pissed off in that room. It's not that serious. They all like you. It's just people being gay. Okay. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye.
that Mr. Klein has made his statement, and now that all the members of the press I know are so delighted that I lost, I'd just like to make one of myself. Uh, I first want to say that I have appreciated the press coverage in this campaign. Uh, I think that uh, each of you covered it exactly as you saw it. Uh, you... You had to write it as your beliefs uh, indicated you thought it would go. And I want to say a word on that respect that may surprise you. I think press men should write that way. <laughs> now, the other thing I want to say is this. I, I congratulate Governor Brown, as uh, Herb Klein has already indicated, for his victory. I think the greatest honor and the greatest responsibility of uh, any governor in the United States. And as he has this honor and this responsibility, I, I, uh, I think that uh, he will now have certainly uh, a position of, of uh, tremendous interest for America and uh, as well as for the people of California. I wish him well. Uh, I wish him well not only from a personal standpoint, because there were never on my part any personal considerations. <laughs> uh, I believe Governor Brown has a heart, uh, even though he believes I do, does not. Uh, I believe he is a good American, even though he feels I am not. And uh, therefore, I wish him well because uh, he is the governor of the first state. Uh, uh, and uh, I want this state to be led with uh, courage. I want it to be led decisively. And I want it to be led with the, uh, certainly with the assurance that the man who lost the campaign uh, never during the course of the campaign raised a personal consideration against his opponent. Above everything else, I want to express my appreciation to our volunteer workers. It was a magnificent group. Uh, $500,000 was spent, according to Newsweek magazine, to get out the vote on election day. They had a right to do that if they could get the money. We didn't have that kind of money, but believe me, we had wonderful spirit. $500,000 volunteer workers I was proud of. I think they did a magnificent job. Uh, I only wish they could have gotten out a few more votes in the key precincts, but uh, because they didn't, uh, Mr. Brown has won, and uh, I have lost the election. One last thing. What are my plans? Well, my plans <laughs> are to go home. Uh, I'm going to get acquainted with my family again. And uh, my plans, incidentally, are, from a political standpoint, of course, to uh, uh, take a holiday. Uh, it will be a long holiday. Uh, uh, I don't say this with any sadness. Uh, I couldn't feel, uh, frankly, uh, more uh, 
well, frankly, proud of my staff for the campaign they helped me to put on. Uh, we campaigned against great odds. We fought a good fight. We didn't win. Uh, and I take the responsibility for any mistakes. Uh, as far as they're concerned, uh, they are magnificent people, and I hope whoever next runs in California will look at my staff and uh, take some of these people, use them, because they're they're, they're great political uh, properties, shall we say, putting it in a materialistic way. One last thing. At the outset, I said a couple of things with regard to the press that I noticed some of you looked a little irritated about. Uh, and uh, my philosophy with regard to the press has really never gotten through. And I want to I get it through. This cannot be said for any other American political figure today, I guess. Never in my 16 years of campaigning have I complained to a publisher, to an editor, about the coverage of a reporter. I believe if a reporter has got a right to write it if he feels it. I believe if a reporter believes that one man ought to win rather than the other, whether it's on television or radio or the like, he ought to say so. I will say to the reporter sometimes that I think, well, look, uh, I wish you'd give my opponent uh, uh, the, uh, the same going over that you give me. And as I leave the press, all I can say is this. For 16 years, ever since the Hiss case, you've had a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Uh, you, you, you've, you've had an opportunity to, uh, to attack me, and I think I've given as good as I've taken. Uh, it was carried right up to the last day. Uh, I made a talk on television, a talk in which I made a flub, one of the few that I make, uh, not because I'm so good in television, but because I've done it a long time. Last point. I leave you gentlemen now. And uh, you will now write it, you will interpret it at your right. But as I leave you, uh, I want you to know, <laughs> just think how much you're going to be missing. You don't have Nixon to kick around anymore. Because, gentlemen, this is my last press conference. And uh, it will be one uh, in which uh, I have... Uh, Welcome the opportunity to test wits with you. <laughs> I have always respected you. <laughs> I have sometimes disagreed with you. But unlike some people, I've never canceled a subscription to a paper. And also, I never will. say. And I hope that what I have said today will at least make television, radio, the press first recognize the great responsibility they have <laughs> to report all the news. And second, recognize that they have a right and a responsibility that if they're against a candidate, give him the shaft.
also recognize if they give him the shaft, put one lonely reporter on the campaign who will report what the candidate says now and then. Thank you, gentlemen, and good day. I don't mind to, live, to be old, but I don't want to be stupid.